Y'all, welcome back. I am super excited this week. You all know Vance, star of the show. This week, we're interviewing his wife, who has such an interesting job. They're both lawyers. You know, power couple extraordinaire. These two are just just killing life. But uh, but yeah, so we're going to, uh, and this is, I'm, I'm not kidding, we're going to get really dark uh, this episode. I mean, I can't imagine any of you out there listening to this with children. If so, wow. Uh, for the rest of you, yeah, genuinely buckle up. This one's, uh, we, we get a little dark. I mean, look, you know, it's no big deal. We still make jokes. We're still having fun. But it does, you know, the, just due to the nature of her job and some of the topics we're going to bring up, like, you know, it's just, it's going to happen. So you've been warned. Also, a couple of skips so just nothing was lost thankfully nothing of any importance you'll be able to catch the thread of where we're going immediately so thankfully you'll be to follow along but once or twice it does break up and sorry about that i you know it just kind of is what it is but y'all this one is a good one uh i promise you're going to enjoy it because uh yeah this one's awesome so thank you for listening and enjoy can't even lie. I am super stoked for this one. Uh, Going to be a little bit loose, but I love it. Lauren, um, just to, just to start to get out the way, what is it that you do? And 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 by you know extension, what types of people do you work with or represent or you know whatever? Sure. Um, so I'm like Vance. I'm an attorney. I do criminal defense work. My actual job title is assistant capital defender. Um, so what that means is I. I actually work for the state, part of the Indigent Defense Commission, and we, our office is a specialized office. There's four of them in the state, and we represent people that have been charged with um, capital crimes, so capital murder, anyone facing the death penalty or you know anything like that. So that is the exclusive um, representation that we do. Man, that's a uh, dude. Okay. So like, it, like, it's just, that's so foreign to me and probably to anybody listening, but okay. So anyway, yeah, I mean, I forget that. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like that's probably you're, it's so mundane to you. Meanwhile, I'm just like, holy shit, you work with murders. I mean, I not to already like derail things, but I worked on my first death penalty case when I was 20. So, jeez, you know, and I just was sitting there like bug eyed. What? listening to like horrible things and looking at terrible stuff being like, Oh, it's kind of crazy. Was that with your uncle? Yeah. So Lauren's uncle is a very, very, very famous, very well-renowned uh, criminal defense lawyer. Um, remember in DC, I don't know if you remember this Joe, but in DC there was the sniper DC sniper. Yeah. Yeah. People at the gas stations. Yeah. Yeah so, he, yeah. so he, 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 he was the lead lawyer on that. He defended, uh, the the main guy, uh, yeah. So uh, it's a long line of, um, and then actually Lauren's cousin works in the same office with her. Uh, so it's like a it's like a family of like super lawyers uh, that, that defend people that are that the state's trying to kill. So Lauren, when you were twenty, you were working on a murder case. When yeah, I was twenty, yeah. I was dropping out of college. <laughs> Do you understand how I mean, how am I even going to try to interview you here? This is ridiculous, like, dude. Okay, okay. So I'm going to try and stay focused. Um, just yes or no questions here. Obviously, without okay. saying any names. I know you don't like don't do don't. Okay. And you can just pass on the question if you want. Have you ever represented someone, or you know, met someone, or whatever, that you just didn't want to represent? That you were like, wow, this guy or girl for whatever reason is just too far. Like, has that ever happened to you? Um, I'm gonna, I mean, I'm going to pull from all the cases I've worked on. No, I have worked on cases that are troubling um, or 
you know, I don't want to say upsetting because that's just not how I view it, but um, like unsettling, you know, that involve like really gritty facts or really, really, really horrible things. Um, so I've certainly worked on a lot of cases like that and I've seen, I've seen some stuff that I like would love to unsee, but you know, um, until the men in black mind <laughs> eraser is brought to fruition, it just lies in my brain. Man. Um, although I will say that I, I gotta be honest, like a really brutal, like animal, <laughs> like Animal abuse case would be tough for me, which probably makes wow. me kind of super callous because I've worked on all sorts of other awful cases involving humans. But I don't know; that'd be tough. That'd be tough. I'd do it, but it'd be tough, dude. No, but that's not, that's <laughs> honestly like yes, I, I get where you're coming from, but dude, I, I think that's that's uh, I, I think that's probably more common than it than it might seem. For right. whatever reason, animal abuse goes deeper to a lot of people. Like if you own a pet, cat, dog, you know, meerkat fish, whatever, like there's a connection there that like for some reason, like at least just in, in a couple of shows that I listen to, a couple of other podcasts I listen to, like the episodes that they have gotten most complaints on is the one where they're having really? animal abuse. Meanwhile, yeah, people can't take it. Weird. It's weird. People can't take it. It's, I don't know what that is, but that's just, that's, yeah. yeah I mean, the, the cases obviously with um, kids are really tough as well for, you know, obvious reasons, um, depending on the, like the type of fact pattern and type of charges and stuff. But but yeah, no, there's nothing that I've been like, I refuse to work on that. Also, you see, I mean, most people I've worked with, when you have a really bad fact pattern, I mean, you're like making a lot of, can, I don't know if I can curse on this, but yes. a lot of, a lot yes, of really can. fucked up jokes, you know, and that's huh. like a coping. <laughs> it's a- so Lauren, <laughs> you, you got to my one question I was going to ask you, which is how do you answer the question, which I'm sure has come up now in the three people that are listening how do you possibly defend these people? Because yeah. that's what you are thinking. How do you, yeah. how do you do it? How do you defend those type of people? Um, I don't know. You know, I don't have to really put a lot of thought into that. And like, maybe part of that is because I haven't reached like a burnout. Um, I think what drew me to it is the, like, I've always been categorically against the death penalty. Um, so just from like a policy standpoint, I was like, this is really black and white for me. I can't envision a scenario where I'm remotely okay with the state killing someone. Um, but then, you know, when you do these cases, you have, I mean, some people obviously wouldn't view it this way, but I view it as like, you have the privilege of getting to know this person better than you're going to know. Like, like, you know, everything about them. I mean, every single thing about this person and, you know, every single thing about everything that ever happened to them. So usually I mean, nine times out of 10, if not every single time, you know, you, you see the humanity in them and overwhelmingly clients that come through offices like ours have had really tragic upbringings. Um, so, you know, it's just, it's a holistic person. And, and, um, then you're going against the fact that like everyone thinks they're a monster everyone thinks they should die. So I don't know. That's, that's like, that's how I do it. And I think that's how most people in my office do it. Um, I think one of the things that stuck out when, so Lauren was basically like mentored by another really famous attorney as well. Um, He worked on, I don't know if you've heard about this. This is famous in like the Northern Virginia area, but um, he worked on a a very famous case or a lot of famous, famous cases in the Northern Virginia area. And, Lauren worked under him and and he was kind of her mentor. 
And he and she was struck and she learned from him that every single human has some sort of humanity in them. And, and finding that and showing that um, is important because of, I guess, your goal, Lauren, is that you don't think the state should be killing people. So you show that so that they won't. Is right. that right? Yeah. I mean, you show that. Um, and like whether you actually get to a trial, I mean, there's a saying in capital defense, if you get to trial, you've lost. Um, so in our world, getting to trial is like the ultimate, you know, and I, I say that because it's a really big difference from like ordinary defense where you're like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to go, I'm going to fight it. We're going to fight it, fight it to the bitter end. But um, that is not where you generally want to be in a capital case because it is just such an uphill battle at that point. And now you've got to convince people to not like all these horrible facts are going to come out. And then you have to convince these 12 people to not execute, you know, execute your client. Um, like or, basically y'all, y'all can see that they, they did it essentially. Right. Or is that, oh, is that wrong? Well, no, I don't think that's like categorical. Um, sometimes though you have very overwhelming evidence. So like a good example would be, you know, it's, um, a really bad rape murder and there's DNA all over the place. Um, there's no like, you know, there's no one else to point to. There's a lot of other circumstantial evidence. Maybe there's some other direct evidence. Someone saw him stumbling out the door, you know, like you're still going to put on a guilt defense, but it's going to be a pretty weak one. <laughs> um, you know, as so- opposed to like a, Hey, I wasn't there you know, or, or an alibi. I mean, those probably exist, but again, a lot of these crimes are so brutal. Um, and a lot of times too, the people committing them are really fucked up, like on drugs. So they're not thinking clearly. So there may be like really clear video footage, you know? <laughs> Get out of here. Oh yeah. You've had to defend dudes where like a, like a CCTV has them on video. Oh, yeah. Oh Yeah. I mean, whether I, I mean, I haven't directly been, but cases we, we've had cases like that in our office. All case, all all capital capital offices have had cases like that. Um, That's wild. Yeah. So, so the game, if I can call it a game, it might be crass, but from your point of view, the game is to attempt to settle pre-trial. Is that kind of what I'm getting there? Right. Like a life sentence, a plea to a life sentence is generally overwhelmingly a win. Like that's a win. And that's its own whole separate thing, right? Because you're, you know, trying to, you're, you're telling someone, like some clients maybe would say, oh, this is amazing. This is great. I don't want to die. All right, fine. Like life in prison. But that's not necessarily always the case. And so you're having to counsel and advise someone um, about why they should want to do that. And sometimes these are really young people. Sometimes they're, you know, they're middle-aged. Some of them are older. Um, some of them maybe like 25, 22. And you're like, hey. I'm now going to help you see that this is a good outcome spending the rest of your life in prison. As a um, like trying to convince, say, a 24 year old, and I'm using right. that on purpose because I have some statistics later that, anyways, that going for not guilty, you're going to lose and probably get put to death. Trust me, aim for voluntarily life in prison. Is that, right. have you had, you've had to have that conversation with multiple people, I'm guessing. I, no, no, I don't want to hold my, I have not had that conversation. Quite frankly, I'm glad that I haven't. <laughs> Shit, I can't imagine. Um, yeah, I mean, I've only been at my office for a little over a year. And I've worked on a number of capital cases prior to that. But capital cases always involve teams of people. Um, like ethically, 
per our like governing bar, you know, rules, et cetera, et cetera, you have to have a, a team of people because there's the cases are so massive, the responsibility is so large that you you know one lawyer can't do it. Well, the constitutional protections on killing a person, the state killing a person, there's so many constitutional like uh, right. things that involve that that you have to have. There's so much that goes on to that. Like they're, they're like, thankfully, a constitution really protects being able to kill someone. <laughs> I think that's the best. So it requires like five thousand lawyers to be able to to suss that out. Yeah, so. like a legal team of um, six to seven is pretty common. Um, but then when you start to get experts involved, you can have fifteen experts. Yeah. You know, they're big. They're big. That's so also why it's very expensive to have a, I bet. <laughs> I have bet. a trial. Because, <laughs> I mean, you guys are minimum wage, right? About 13 an hour? <laughs> Probably comes out to like $1.25. <laughs> Maybe. So, so, okay, so, dude, when you – how do you meet – your clients, like, do you when you first, you know, you hear about them? I imagine on a Tuesday, or maybe you meet them the next week. When you physically meet them, are are they behind bars or behind glass, or are you just in a room with these supposed murderers? Um. So usually, like, we track cases. Like, we have news alerts. So our office covers like a bunch of different counties and jurisdictions. Um, like I said, the state has four offices, so we're broken up regionally. And we're the northern office. So we have news, you know, Google alerts set, things like that. Um, and we'll track a case. So let's say like a news article comes in and it's like, oh, you know, Mr. So-and-so was arrested and charged with murder, robbery, you know, six other offenses. So like that would indicate to us that could be a possibly possibly be charged later as a capital crime. So then we'll track it. So like if it becomes eventually becomes capital, um, you know, our office is appointed. And then in terms of meeting the person, I mean, it really just depends on when we're getting involved. I'll say like, generally speaking, they would be incarcerated. And then we would just be in a, in a room with them, like the attorney, the privileged attorney room. Right now, obviously, with COVID, we cannot have yeah, yeah. contact meetings. Um, so we meet like through, you know, glass and stuff like that. When you but, meet them in a room pre-COVID, obviously, or whatever, yeah. are they like the movies? Are they handcuffed to the desk, or are they like in uh, theory they could come over that table? They probably won't. But you know what I mean? Are they free to move, or are they are they physically restrained in any way? Um, a lot of times, like I've been in visits, like a uh, you know down in the Department of Corrections, like the prison itself, where they bring um, they'll bring the, the the individual in and they'll leave them cuffed, and I'll be like, can you uncuff him? Um, wow. and they won't always do it. And so that sometimes is a little bit of a battle where we will always try. Cause like, how would that look to our client if we were like, yeah, no, please leave him club. So we will yeah. always be like, I mean, you have to be respectful about it because we don't want to get into like a, a you know, the, it gets you nowhere getting into an argument with correctional officers. But, um, you know, we will always say, Hey, please, um, uncuff him, you know, Has anything trust, him. Big, trust is like a big thing. It's a, yeah, right. Right. And we do the same thing in court because they're always, I mean, our clients are always going to be brought in shackled, usually like ankles um, and, and wrists. And so we'll file motions to ask the court to allow them to appear without shackles and without handcuffs. 
Yeah, if I'm on a jury, and I know nothing about any of this, but if I'm on a jury and a dude walks in shackled, ankles and feet, ankles and hands, I'm like, well, he's guilty, clearly. So then you, that's and you one. hit you hit the nail on the head. That's like exactly what we yeah we argue. We don't always win it, but a lot of times, mostly, I think more often than not. Yeah, you come in wearing a suit, you come in wearing a jumpsuit and shackles. Right. Big difference. Big difference. Yeah. Has exactly. anybody, when you're in these rooms and say you do take the cuffs off or whatever, has anybody ever, either you or any of your coworkers, has anybody ever like tried something? Has anybody ever like physically initiated any type of like, you know, like intimidation or anything like that? Or are they usually, you know, mm-hmm. chill or whatever? I mean, I've never had, I've never had anything happen. I mean, I, I I had a, I've had uncomfortable moments previously prior to this job, um, you know, awkward things said, which I think basically every female at some, in this field at some point has happened, it's happened to them. Um, yeah, the stuff that's been said to her yeah. by other lawyers, actually. Well, yeah, that's a whole other thing. Well, that's dude. Oh. I, I work in a completely separate industry <laughs> and some of the shit that's said to some of my female coworkers, like, I think that's just dudes suck, but we don't need to go down that road right yeah. now. <laughs> what made you, you, you kind of alluded to this, just in that you're against the death penalty in general, but what made you want to do this? I mean, you're you're basically like a guardian angel. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's how you you like you're a better person than me is what I'm saying. But what 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 pushed you this direction? Um, it's funny you say that though because some people think it's like horrible what I do. Um, I'm sure some people uh, listening. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. Yo, yo, people, so no, I can see right that. Yeah. Think are like, it's, how dare you? Terrible. A book called that my cousin worked on that's called How Can You Defend Them. So I asked that question. Yeah. That's interesting. So there's a lot of, so while it's very nice that you feel that way, and I'm not surprised you feel that way, a lot of people think, like, do not, you know. Yeah. Do not understand it. You're the devil. Um, I'm exactly. Yes. Whoa. I am the angel yeah. of death. Yeah. That's, uh, oh, my God. Like, I, I mean, I get it, but I don't. Like, it, it's the crisscross of the two lines of logic there. I don't know where you pinpoint when they, when they deflect or whatever, because it's, you, you do, wow. You, you don't want people to murder. So obviously murder is bad, but then you don't want to murder those people because murder is bad. So how do you, wow. All right. I've had too many right. drinks to go down yeah. that line right now. So we're just going to move forward. If you can, what, what are the tactics you use to try and spin somebody? Like when you do have to go in front of a jury and then jury, and there's what, 12 people sitting on a mm-hmm. jury panel. How do you spin? Like, look, this, like, you know, this, if there's CCTV footage, like this guy murdered a family. How do you spin that to like, to a jury? Like what, if you can, what mm-hmm. tactics, you know what I mean? Like how, how do you even do that? Um, so, well, there's a lot of different things. Uh, they, a huge Part the story, the, the one word answer to that is the word mitigation, which is a massive component of what um, we do and, and every capital office does. And what that basically means is I mean, we all know what mitigate means, you know, but what we mean is giving a jury any reason to not impose a death sentence. So the way we go about that is like, remember when I was talking earlier about like learning, you learn every single thing about this person. You know, so it's really easy for me to see the humanity because I've laughed with this person or, you know, whatever, like talked about books and all sorts of stuff. Um, But we do just that. So like we learn every single thing about them. And overwhelmingly, again, our clients that come through our office or any office, I mean, they've all had like really fucked up, terrible, terrible shit has happened to them. And so when you're standing there and you're telling a story um, about this 
guy who's now like, okay, yeah, he's facing the death penalty, but let's talk about how he was raped by his brother from ages four to 14 while also being raped by his dad's, you know, one of the prostitutes his dad employs. By the way, this is true. Oh, yeah. Um, You know, like, and then he starts using really hard drugs at nine, 10, and 11 because he's got to like dull the pain somehow. And then just, perpetuates that for the next 20 years and all the havoc that follows. So like, basically it's that, it's that kind of stuff where you help the jury see like, this is a damaged human being, but like, you can't, you can't look at them in a vacuum, you know, like what got them there. And like, Joe, you'd be a, the best juror ever because oh yeah, uh, Raiden's about to be on the age where he'd be on like PCP or like or like crack or something. Yeah, like. That's that's craziest. Like, I mean, dude, Vince, just from the, the podcast we listen to, like, you know, crime and sports or, you know, small time murder, like some of these people genuinely at age seven, their parents are horrible to them or their uncle oh, yeah. fucking shoots them up with hair. Like, so I mean, wow, man, I, I can't. Wow. So like, okay. When, when you're with these people that you can tell are just, I don't know, broken for lack of a better word, when it's just you and them in a room or you and your team in a room, like have any of them like, do, do, how much emotion do they show? Like, if they broke down crying in front of you, do they do they express remorse in front of you? You know what I mean? Like, what what are these personal moments like? Um, well, you know, the, an average capital case like lifespans probably a couple years, and we're seeing the a team will see a client at least twice a week, sometimes three times a week. If you've got something important coming up, a hearing. I mean, if there's something really important, the client needs it. You're going to be there more. And I mentioned that because, like, my point is, is that. You have a long time to get this to know this person. Um, so, yeah, I mean, absolutely, that happens. I I haven't been like I I haven't been in the position where I have been on a case long enough to have that type of relationship with someone yet. Um, but one hundred percent, that happens in terms of remorse or you know, like a lot of. I mean, I know of cases personally where, and this isn't even like that uncommon where they're so high they have no real recollection of it. So they're, they are learning about it later because they're so fucked up. Um, That's just like – Which I mean, can be like earth-shattering for some people. Yeah. I, I don't know yeah. what it's like to be – like I've had three beers, so like I, I'm a bit loose. <laughs> but I can't imagine what it's like to literally wake up the next day in jail and you're being told you did A, B, C, and D. Like that's – that's like, oh, like the, the, the worst thing I've ever been accused of was like when Vance and I were in 10th grade, we got accused of spray painting the church near our high school, oh. like, which we didn't even do. But that's the most heinous crime I've ever been accused of. Man, but I bet you were horrified of it, right? You were like, oh my God. Uh, Vance and I were still in fellowship. We got accused of athletes. that. Dude, you remember that? And the garrison boy. You don't remember this? Oh, Garrison. Come on now. The Garrison boy. It was you, me, and maybe Dylan. Shout out to Dylan. If anybody's listening, uh, there's another great podcast. <laughs> buddy of ours does. It's called Waltz to the Death. Dylan Ellis. Check him out. But dude, we got accused of that. And I was like shitting my pants as like a 10th grader. And that's the most heinous crime I've ever been accused of. And certainly that doesn't carry a death penalty. Certainly it doesn't carry any Good. <laughs> okay but dude okay so that's actually i i, I am kind of uh curious because in dc at least from what i can tell the death penalty was abolished in like 1942 and uh, yeah yeah virginia though we're going virginia. strong oh okay 
Texas. Well, I got I got some numbers on Texas later. But in 1942 DC uh, abolished the death penalty, but right before they abolished it, they executed six Nazis. Which well done, (laughs) well done. I mean, Uh, I mean, if we're gonna, if like, I'm not gonna say the death penalty is you know a good thing, but you know Nazis. So whatever. Okay, so that leads me uh, to this week's quiz. Uh, This week it's the delightfully depressing Debbie Downer death penalty quiz, otherwise known as. Quiz. Uh, what state, guys, in America performed the most executions, death penalties, in 2019? 2019. It wouldn't be Virginia. Texas. 2019, we think we did. Texas. <laughs> Probably is te- Texas. It absolutely is Texas. According yeah. to. According to Wikipedia and twenty-two executions in, in two thousand nineteen. Twenty twenty-two, sorry, twenty-two in America, nine were in Texas. Damn near half, yo. Damn near half. Nine? Nine of twenty-two were Texas. Dang. Alabama, Tennessee, Georgia each had three. Florida had two. Missouri had one, and um, I'm repping South Dakota. We had one. Oh, hey. Hey, yo. Uh, So, yeah, in 2019, 22 people were executed. Here's question number two in the quiz. How many of those 22 people were dudes? Oh. All. All of them. Literally all of them. Yeah. Literally. Eileen Walmack. Dude, if you haven't seen Monster. Okay, sorry. First, go watch the Eileen Walmack um documentary about when she's on death row and when she, they're gonna kill her and stuff like that go watch that you can only watch you can watch like 30 minutes of it you can watch 10 or 20 minutes of it it's fine then go watch monster with charlie Theron. yeah she it was like watching eileen womack it was scary it was disturbing how good she was in that movie she won an oscar for it that's why she's my favorite actor like she's amazing in that but that also brings me to my quiz, <laughs> which. Oh, we got soundbite. Wait for it. Wait for the drop. I just want to comment real quick. Um, I meant no, 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 no commenting during the quiz, Lauren. There's no commenting during the quiz. All right, this is the Lauren Sports Trivia Quiz. Oh, usually I make fun of Joe for his lack of pop culture knowledge, but now I'm going to make fun of Lauren for lack of sports knowledge. Lauren, name three active NFL players that are not named Tom Brady. Oh. Cam Newton. Nice. Took took um, Tom Brady's place, so that's solid. That's you know, um That's one. Aaron Rodgers. Is he still active? Nice he yeah. 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 Yep. Um come Heavy on, Lauren. Come on, so Lauren. Think of someone from Virginia Tech. I believe in you. Oh, uh, I was gonna say Johnny Manziel. But nope. you can do it though. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll give you points for that. Tech. Keep going for Virginia Tech. Think about it. Think about it. Um. Oh, Um. well, no, isn't Michael Vick retired? Yeah, yeah but think about it. Think about it. Virginia um, Tech. Tyrod Taylor. Is there you go. Yeah. Oh. All right. And you're not done. Oh. Name 
three NBA players not named LeBron James. Steph Curry. Nice. Nice. Um, um, Blake Griffin. Still active. He's on the trade. All right. All right. All right. Um, uh, Chloe Kardashian's ex, Tristan Thompson. Still, maybe technically, I think he's in the league. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I heard his name. Let's fact check that. <laughs> fact check that, Joe. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Well done. I'm, I'm yeah, just glad it wasn't on me this week. This yeah, week. No, no, yeah, I no, failed no, everyone. No yeah. You underestimated my knowledge of um uh, athletes that have dated Kardashians. Yeah, yeah, the crossover. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot. How'd you, uh, how'd you get to Aaron Rodgers? That was that's my question. He dated Olivia Munn. Okay, also, like, there it is. Huge, I mean, he did for a long time date Olivia Munn, but he, I mean, he was what the Packers and was like a huge, and oh, oh, you know, also because of the Bachelor crossover with Aaron Rodgers, no, wait, Jordan Rodgers and their drama. Wait, uh, was right. Aaron Rodgers' brother on The Bachelor? Yes. Yeah. He, was on, he was on The Bachelor. Oh. And now he, he's actually a commentator for the SEC Network, and he's not bad. Good for him. He's not, he's not going to get to commentate this year, but good luck to him. Aaron Rodgers oh, well, had we'll a falling out with his family. Hey, the Big 12's still trying to, so who friggin' knows? But, uh, okay. So, anyways, uh, back to the <laughs> quiz. <laughs> oh, uh, I like that we had a quiz within a quiz. Very, very uh, Inception-style quizzes yes. there. Um, how many countries in the world used the death penalty in 2019? Six. Ten. Fifty-six. Whoa! Yeah, y'all. Can you name the top five... China, most death penalty havenist killing them country of 2019. Oh, this is gonna be so China, racist. This is gonna be so North racist. Korea. <laughs> what did we say? Um, it's not gonna research stats. I don't. I don't agree with that. You, you at least yours, and I'll tell mine. What are you talking to me? Yeah. Huh? No, China, for North sure, Korea. North Korea. They usually executed people. Um, six, huh? The dear leader doesn't. Have to have to have to kill anyone because their society is perfect. No one commits any murders. No one does any crime because North Korea is perfect. No, Vance, I, I'm going to jump that. in. Uh, so I'll, I'll give you the answers because Vance, you nailed where wait, I was aiming for this. Wait, 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 if you want to guess, really racist because this is going to be really racist. It's terrible. Yeah, no. I, I know I'm the not, list. They're I'm all not. with the Middle Eastern countries. Oh yeah, that's good. I'm going with the the most religious countries because. They boy, they love to kill people. They like to stone people for religious shit. Well, you know, so, <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get to religious so, later, but yes, I'm gonna go with Yemen, Saudi Arabia. Oh, that's a good one. Um, Iran, Iraq, and I'm gonna stop there. Iran is number one, 256 deaths last year. Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia, uh, number 284. Iraq, 100. So you got the top three. Nice. Uh, Egypt is number four with 32. And the United Egypt. States, United States, top five. <laughs> we're, we're, top five? We're, we're top five. But that's because, as you said, North Korea, North Korea and China do not release their statistics. Uh-huh. Uh, North uh-huh. Korea puts people to death, but they don't tell the public what? when they're doing it. There's no crime in North Korea, dude. They literally they I don't even tell they don't tell the public who they're killing. They don't tell them why they're doing it or when. They just take people anyway. So yeah, that's that's where I was. I think we can safely assume they're pretty high up. Garen, goddamn uh, guys, and I, if they're listening, I hope they're listening. No, 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 guys. North Korea. I've seen their Twitter account. There's no crime. Christine, no, 
they're perfect. It's pristine. It's clean Great. everywhere. Yeah. I can't believe y'all named that. That's crazy. I really had a bonus round, but yeah, no, you, well, you freaking nailed it. That's where I'm aiming for. So yeah, with all with, of that hey, said. Yo, go with the most religious country. Yeah. It's going to get the death. <laughs> yeah, that's that one. America, top five. What up? So, okay. So that's where I'm angling with all of that is where we've kind of touched on sort of, but whatever. Do you believe the death penalty is worth keeping at all for even the most extreme cases? Let's just say in theory. Somebody admits it. Like, I killed a family of six and guaranteed I'm going to do it again. If you ever release me, I'm going to murder the first person I see. That type of person, is it worth, in your opinion, is it worth putting them to death? I'm sure Lauren's office, I don't know if, I know she can't talk about her current cases, but I'm sure her office has dealt with a person that has actually said that. Oh, I'm I'm positive those people exist. I know those people exist. I found a few that have admitted, like, you know, that's, that's, that is. I know people exist for sure. Um, So, in your opinion, is is that is it still wrong in your opinion? Yes. Interesting. Why? Here's the thing too. Um, I'm not saying that person that person does belong in prison for the rest of their lives. You know, I I'm not there. In no way do I think that person like, hey guys, let's like let's be cool, let's give them a chance. Let, yeah. No, that person belongs in prison for the rest of their lives. Prison also sucks. Like people should be happy with life in prison. Like yes, they're living, but it fucking blows yeah you know like you you're not having not, fun no it is awful so if for people that want like you know the punitive measure like trust me they're getting it it sucks ass um but joe? no joe uh for those <laughs> types of people literally in in my opinion only people who are who a admit they did it and b go on record saying yeah i know me i know i'm going to kill again in my opinion I think we end those people. I, and what about if you're, like, if you're told that they will spend the rest of their life in prison? Truly, like they will not leave. They will not leave prison because there's, there's, you know, for a long time, life without parole wasn't really life without parole. Yeah, life without parole is life without parole. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I looked. So, I found a lot of those stats. I couldn't really weave them into this episode because there's, yeah. just, there's this topic is so broad. But yeah, That's I found massive. a lot of that. Yeah, and more and more recently, life means life. Whereas, exactly. I mean, in the seventies, life didn't mean shit. Apparently, I, I could—I was stunned by this. So many murderers got off after like twelve years. Oh, like, wow. so it's, it's insane. Yeah, I had a exactly. case where I, I had a case where I had a mediator. This is a little bit. Oh, this is actually on topic. I, I had a case where I had a mediator. He was a former judge and former like civil rights attorney. Blah blah. And he was. Um, uh, he handled the case, the civil case that ended parole in Virginia and most most parole around the United States because um, back in, I think it was the 70s, um, they, this, this dude who had so many violent crimes against like kids and stuff, let him on parole. Yeah. But in Virginia, there's no actual, like back in the day, there was no actual like funding for parole. There's no oversight. There's no, okay, we're going to let him out, but we need ha- like, structure and we need funding and we need shit to like oversee these violent people that we're just letting out right we need to like make them check in we need to see where they are we need to monitor what they're doing there was no funding or anything like that resources for that yes we he became a he became a murderer a serial murderer he started killing people over and then they couldn't track him down and then he went back into the system after he'd killed a bunch of people and they paroled him again and then he killed a bunch of people again and then he, the, the only way they solved it was they sued him civilly. 
they sued like the Department of Corrections or Virginia. I don't know. He was explaining it to me. I was yeah. at this point, but he like he they sued the corrections and like um that like Virginia itself. But yeah, that was not a good thing. Parole was not a good thing back in the day. Yeah, but- and I mean, they, clearly we've we've come a long way. I, I think the, the amount of, of information we have now and studies is done, and, and, and just resources we have that. But Lauren, to, to answer your question, even though I know prison is awful and it, it's and it's what they deserve and it's justified and all that, I, deep down, maybe, maybe I am a Texan. But if you admit that a you did it and b you're doing it again, c I think you should fucking die. Like I know that's not the whatever but that's just me so with that said so wait wait joe you oh yeah yeah so so joe it's funny because i me me and lauren have talked about this obviously a lot um and i am in terms of justice and like weighing the balances of justice and if you commit a crime that is heinous enough to deserve death i think that that's what you deserve however the implementation is my hang up like yes you deserve to die yes justice like dictates that you should die however i don't know i can't think of or i'm not smart enough to think of an implant like how to implement it in a way that comports with our constitution here here, i got one this is uh i was gonna have a question if either one of you disagreed with the death penalty but apparently both of you are against it and good for you i I, am glad that people are you but i'm against it because of our constitution if if we do, and again, I, I, if the person is on on film killing a man in cold blood, but still says I didn't do it, life you get life in prison. Period. Like the only, in my opinion, and I could be wrong, the only way they have to admit it and they have to admit they'll do it again. That's the only way I'm okay with it. With that said, if that person exists, what's the best method to put him to death? In your opinion, if you, if y'all even want to go there, because I have mine. But what what would you think would be fair? You mean in like a in a universe where it's it's a it's a like my choice yes right right like we're not doing the sanctioned no no not like electric like virginia you can either get the electric chair or Or you can get right the cocktail as they call it yeah but the cocktail excuse me the mystery cocktail yeah we don't Um, actually yeah oh well, now we're just talking about what's the most brutal way to kill someone. Well, no, a cattle prod, obviously, like what they with cows, they just put, they put the metal thing. Oh, so you're the, thinking of like, yeah. you're talking, Vance, you're talking about like the humane way to do it or well, so yeah. I don't think human, the, being humane or are we talking about you want to inflict pain? I, I don't think there's a way. <laughs> real dark. I don't think there's a way in a humane society, given our constitution, that we can, ex- the state can execute people. I don't think it, it comports with our constitution. I mean, I have you guys ever looked, just done a, I mean, I know you have Vance, but like, Joe, have you ever Googled like the execution chamber, what they look like? I mean, oh, they're, oh. The electric chair is brutal. What about, well, how about the cross when they lay them down on the, oh. if, if you get, if you get lethal injection, I mean, you are, I mean, no one are many, many, many listeners can't see me right now, but so you look listeners. like Jesus on the cross. You know, and you're strapped really? in. Yeah. Yeah. Give it a Google. That's on Give it a Google. I'm, no, I'm doing that now. But that's guaranteed on purpose. Like, that's that's the Christian yeah. base. Like, we yeah. freaking love that shit. That's, we get off on that. Wow. All right. So, okay. Here's my idea. If we're going to do. Yeah. Tell me uh, how we do this, Joe. How, how do we kill people? How does, here, how does the state that has laws. And, and then I want to know who how is we, killing them. How do we murder it really them? is. You're strapped down like a mental yes. patient. Oh my yeah. God. I mean, you probably should. Well, you are. Like, I mean, you kind of, yeah, no, I, I mean, and you all right. Last, so, you last words. Too. Here's my thought. 
if you are a if there is a 12 person jury and all 12 people decide that whoever you know john williams sure, that's fine he's How put to death. Here, here's what i'm saying all 12 of those people that vote to kill oh, that person all 12 them. of them have to line up on a firing squad if you okay. are willing, ah. if you are willing to write down on a piece of paper that person over there, whoever that person ah. may be, he Maybe has to die. She had, you have to be also willing to pull the trigger. I there, like there, there should not. You should not be allowed to put like you can't have a check yes or no box. Wait, you can't have can a I make it a little darker? Yes. Can I make it a little darker? Yes. Okay, this is how I see this going down. Every person has a, a handgun. Only one person has a live bullet. Yes, I, I have hey, that I'm written not, down. To, yeah, yeah, and you go up and you one by one Russian roulette right to their head. Oh, right to their head. Oh, right to their head. Right to their head. Yeah, yeah. Right to their head. You're not saying all 12 fire at once. You're saying one no, by saying one. One, one by one. one. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah. it's 12. That's how screwed. You know what, Lauren? Ooh. That was beautiful in illustrating how fucked up this whole thing is. Yes. Because, you know what? That's what we're doing. That yeah. just queered me off the whole thing. And I know I yeah. use <laughs> queer as a verb there, but you know what I mean. That just that just soured me completely on the entire idea because uh, I'd be down. Yeah. If, if, you know again, if it if it meets criteria A and B, dude said he did it, dude said he'd do it again. I'm willing to stand there and one, two, three, we all 12 fire at the same time, and one of us has a live round, the rest of us don't, no one knows. But if I have to know for a fact. Ooh, right, that changes right up the eyes. I have to put the gun against their head. Against yeah, their head. you gotta. Oh. You gotta look at me. Well, so yeah, you have of, to. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So I thought about this a lot because My if idea. I could possibly fit in, like, into the constitutional way for the family, like the dad whose daughter was brutally murdered and raped, for him to kill the the, the person, I would. That's the thing I would want to do. Like. Like Joe, like if if one of your kids died, I would want to like I want you to be able to torture that person and and destroy them and and do things to them that you wanted to do. Only but, if they admit they're going to do it again, then I probably would. No, no. no. Eh, if we know they did it, if we know so, and also I, I believe also when we've argued about it, I think there should be if we we're gonna if we we're gonna implement this, I don't think we could. There would be a higher standard than reasonable doubt. There would be another standard like whatever reasonable doubt like not even reasonable doubt but sure 100 percent near certainty or video no, like, evidence of some kind right. like yeah like there'd have to be a, a a certain level of heightened constitutional protection beyond a reasonable doubt like way higher than that and then maybe we could do it and then it would be able to the family members and if the family members wanted to do it then you would get the family members the one of the family members the opportunity to kill the person and do the gun thing put it up to their head However, I don't here's think the that problem would... that we're not. Here's the problem, though. Um, this is going to happen about 10 20 years, later. years after yeah. the crime, after the person's arrested. So let's say murder happens today. They're not arrested for five years. Well, then you got all your appeals. You're looking at like if you're quick, you know, maybe seven years. If you're... Virginia can be pretty quick about it. So let's say you're quick, you know, seven to 10. Some states take like 25 years. Yeah. So you're maybe putting that so now you're getting then you're getting these old ash jurors assuming they're still alive and they're coming back out or the family members and then 25 years later they're putting the gun up against this now old man's head so there's there's a temporal issue here is my point yeah, let, me just be clear. let me just be clear if it's an old man that touched my daughter i will have no issue yeah, I don't yeah give exactly but which is yeah, where it, it also illustrates the badass like how badass our constitution is. Like no, it's it's, it's really that's the hard best. Yes. to kill someone here. Good, we, we found Good. out a way to do it. 
for yeah. some of them. But it's but hard that, to do. Good. It should have to. It should have to have relentless appeals, and it, you should be allowed all of it. That's for the best. This got real deep and kind of depressing there. So, Lauren, mm. how do you cope with this on your normal Tuesday afternoon? How how do you turn off after work? Because this is your Monday through Friday, and probably weekends, and probably nights. How do you? Because like I know you, you're you're a positive person in, in real life. You're you're you know a fun person to be around. Like how do you process all of this information regarding death and rape and turn around and be a happy person? Um, I don't, I don't know. It sounds may sound really weird, but like it's not that hard for me. I don't know. I have good compartmentalization skills. Vance knows that. Um, huh. Humor. Humor. I mean, again, we like. I wish there was some stuff I could talk about, some like really dark stuff that like we're cracking up over. Um, but that is a big, like a big way that, you know, I think everyone in this field deals with stuff. Um, everyone in life deals with. Yeah. Everyone in life does. And this is just, you know, di- like direct, you, you know, again, you're desensitized. Right. So like you may have a case and like, oh, that murder's not that bad. The guy was just shot in the head. Who cares? You know? Wow. Yeah. He wasn't tortured first. They, they weren't like deprived yeah. of food for years yeah, first. His like, goal wasn't stomped in. So like, eh. Wow. So you like know? around your office and obviously you probably can't. Re- Wait, were like, they raped? Were they raped? No, they're no raped. No? Yeah. Wait, he died without something in his ass? I mean, he got up. Come like, on. I'm just saying. <laughs> but no, I imagine the jokes around your office, certainly like at an office happy hour, like, holy shit. Like, I, I can only imagine how dark that goes. That's- yeah. But I think that's a big part of it. And just. I don't know. I've also been exposed to like, I've always worked on, I've worked on, always worked on murder cases. Again, like going back to when I was 20, my first, I mean, that was a double homicide of a young couple and she was raped and murdered and the boyfriend was murdered. They were abducted and um, raped and murdered. And it was a cold case you know, happened like the eighties. And then there was a DNA hit for this guy and, um, in like the national database and and he was extradited, um, from California's death row brought to Virginia and tried. Um, but yeah, you know, I was like 20 years old and just, I think I've just been exposed to dark darkness and murder and grim things for a while. Wow. I mean, I guess, I mean, that'll do it to like a lesser degree. I mean, I don't, do anything that's even close to what Lauren does. But like my, my day is people getting hurt, people getting severely hurt, sometimes paralyzed and then coming to me about it and then expecting me to like fix it by monetary compensation, which doesn't fix it. Yeah. Right. So it's depressing. So the way we get through it is, yeah, you get desensitized and you just, it's just humor, man. You just like, you make really, really inappropriate inappropriate jokes and and you talk about it in a very inappropriate way but but at the same time you're like you really care about it and like you're committed to like what you're doing and in your goal but like your the the human brain can't can't do it without humor like it it just and and if you can't then you're probably not in the right profession and there are some people that do it no there's no one that does it without well and i was gonna say i don't want to make it seem like I mean, I have had plenty of uh, moments that are just like really depressing and dark yeah. and sad. And, you know, um, client, former clients, people we've tried, you know, we're trying, you try to help and just shitty things are happening to them and they're nice. You know, like Vance knows this. I mean, there's plenty of people that I talk about, former clients from our office that I interact with regularly who are really nice people. 
you know, I mean, they're nice. And, um, like I've had plenty of times where I've gone on the phone and just been like, Oh, like there's not enough I can do. I can't help this person. Like this feels really shitty. Also young clients, like that's depressing. I mean, that's, that's hard, you know? Um, so I have my moments. I make it seem all like light. And I'm just constantly laughing and making super dark jokes, but I certainly have my moments where it's like, Oh, this just kind of sucks. And there's no way around it. I've cr- every trial I've lost, I cried. Serious. Every single one. No, that's that's totally understandable. Like honestly, yeah. like that that's like it's upsetting. But I mean, good. I, I would think if you lost and didn't give a shit, that would be way worse. Like yeah. joking about it is way different than not caring. I, I you know, for the the right. six people listening, but that's yeah. you know clearly. <laughs> but like, there's a there's a big difference between being able to joke about it to relieve stress and not giving a shit. Like that that's those are two completely separate things. That you know, I think is obviously that's I I, I would think you Absolutely. would have to, just as being a human being. So left turn here because our uh, our, our French correspondent it wasn't able to make it uh tonight so uh on behalf of ashley adams um i don't know like wee wee baguette eiffel tower we all good all right (laughs) she wanted to ask um (laughs) this is so sad uh kim k she did her text to be asked kim k got a law degree what do you think about that? But before you say what you think about that, I have to admit I had to Google Kim K law degree to even know who the fuck Kim K was. Wow, wow, Kim, wow, 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 wow. Yeah, dude, I'm that far. You're, uh, okay. you're the one. Bro, this is how bad, like literally, I don't know anything that's not like Frozen or uh, Pocahontas, which by the way, we watched Pocahontas and it literally, it shook my son. My son's four. It shook him. He's having nightmares now. The, Wait, is the this battles, like the original? The original yeah, Pocahontas? the original Disney cartoon, the battle scene, the savages. Oh yeah. That like shook him. So like that's as much as I know about pop culture is a 1993 Disney movie about Pocahontas. So anyways, Kim Kardashian and her law degree of sorts. What, mm-hmm. what do you two lawyers think about her? Is it legit? And, you know, just just kind of what are your opinions on that whole side? I mean, Kim, here's the thing: it's legit when she passes the bar because she has to take the bar. Got to pass it. So you know, like, and you know what? She will because she is being tutored by someone that went to our law school that was a grade above us, and we went to the finest law school in the land. Actually. You know what? Actually, I'm gonna say this: Fuck Santa Clara Law. <laughs> they didn't do shit for me. They didn't do shit Cost for anyone I know. On. They didn't do shit for anyone I know. We all did it on our fucking own, and we're all like successful. But fuck Santa Clara Law. But guess what? You know what? Kim Kardashian's a uh, uh, coach for the bar is uh, from Santa Clara Law. I just have to say this real quick, Lauren. I, I'm, I'm guessing you've listened to every one of our episodes thus far. You've definitely chowed down on all 50 hours of Vance and I. I talking. actually have listened to an entire episode all the way through. I don't know I, how you did that. I but, listened to the one with um, um, Stephen. Oh, the God Talk. Shout yeah. out. What's up, Steve? Mm-hmm. Any of his congregation probably not. Yeah. What's up, Steve? No. Uh, a trend. <laughs> definitely not. Clear law. A trend on Vance before. Sorry, guys. Uh, it's okay. It's a good law school. Vance gives no really. credit to anyone for helping him along. Not our junior high, not our high school, nope. not his college, nope. not his parents. Vance is self-made. He's a self-made man. Self-made man. Okay, so to dive back in, Kim Kardashian, I I guess, has a law degree but doesn't pass the bar. So that means she, as of right now, she can't practice law? Right. I I clearly don't know that she has She doesn't have a law degree. I don't think she has her So I think that you have to get a certain – it's like, again, it's like a reader program where it's basically an apprenticeship. And so I don't know that she actually has done the requisite hours to get it. 
Let's look at the Google box. Um, yeah. I don't you think he like, has. Joe, basically, so you have to like, you have to like, um, you have to be like an apprentice, like like a carpenter would train their apprentice, right? Yeah. You have to like study under someone, and they have to teach you all the stuff about the law, and then you have to take the bar, and you have to pass the bar exam. But you can only be eligible to take the bar exam if you've completed this apprenticeship. However many hours of whatever. Yeah. Something. Um, and she is currently doing that, right, Lauren? Yeah. According to this article, she hopes to take the bar in 2022. Jessica right. Jackson, and, shout out. And, and, in terms of what she's doing, like, hey, I mean, Kim K is a lot of things, but if she wants to put her name behind like this cause and, and the work she's doing, like, I'm all for it. We need bigger. We Someone like her could, you know, she's, they, they say that she helped get clemency. I don't know how much she really did, um, but I'm certainly not going to knock like a massive global name who wants to get behind uh, prison reform and, and criminal justice reform. So I'm all for it. Look, it, Whether, it, but again, we'll see if she passes the bar. Look, if, 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 I hope she does because I hope she does too. If, if there's girls out there or guys out there that see Kim and are like, yes. oh, she's devoted her life to indigent defense. And like, look, Joe, these people get paid like $12 an hour in Virginia they have like 150 cases and they just try cases all the time. They don't know who their clients are. Like, and this is supposed to be like a constitutional representation of like, you're supposed to have an actual lawyer and they don't get paid for it. They don't have the hours for it. And like, people don't know that. Um, and I think if she is exposed to that, she'll do some actual good. I think that. So I think it's actually I'm also a good putting thing. it on record that I think she will pass the bar. Whoa. Um, yeah, I think she'll pass it. It's I mean, not, her her dad did. Yeah, it's and I and she's not dumb. Like she's not. I've watched enough of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Like I don't think she's dumb. <laughs> really? Um, yeah, you I think, think she'll she, pass it. But you think without taking like, oh, but she'll take like Barbie and stuff. She'll take a she'll... yeah. It's just like, can she work hard and study? We've talked about this. A lot of like, a lot of people could pass the bar exam if they just but, you know put the work in and but suck you it up. know there is. The thing that law school does is it does it flips the switch in your brain where like you don't you you think a different way. Like it makes you think I remember when it happened for me, it was like when I actually started trying like three L year. It was like it's the switch flipped where it's like, oh, I think in this very linear, very logical, very like lawyerly, I don't know what the hell it is. I can't describe it. Yeah, I don't remember but, that. It's this weird, but but you do think of it now, right? Like when you read an opinion, it's very different than when you read an opinion when you're in a one L, right? Like you can yeah. you can suss out what the reasoning is, you can suss out what the facts are. Some of that is just because I understand some of the words I'm reading now, and before I just didn't understand. That. Yeah, I didn't even I don't even know what you meant by sus. So clearly, yeah. I'm not. I'm not uh, but okay, so I, I do like your point though that if somebody with that type of a powerful name, that type of yeah. a celebrity status, could so uh, on that same, uh, Ashley also wanted to ask on that same topic: How does an average citizen help you know keep the legal system fair, or what? What can Ooh. what could someone like me, who clearly is is you know half illiterate, how can I help the system well, at large? First, you should learn to read. Mm. Um, Asking a lot. Asking uh, a lot. Uh, oh, you're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I think that, you know, more people becoming cognizant, 
you know, obviously right now we are in a time where people are becoming, are being confronted directly with some of like the insane injustices in the criminal justice system. Um, obviously that has been going on for many, 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 many years. And it is like deeply, deeply rooted. And so I think education is just a huge part of it. And I think someone like you or, um, Ashley, you know, you, you read about it and when you're confronted with this stuff, I mean, you're, you're going to be like, there are things that are going to be horrifying and you're naturally just going to care more. So I don't know. I think step one is just people doing a little bit of education and giving a shit. And, um, I think a lot of people, again, if are confronted with it, they're going to care because there's some really just, you know, we do have a great criminal justice system, but it is not perfect. It is imperfect. (laughs) Yes, it is. And the, the the huge injustices that you pointed out, it kind of helps me angle to uh, – I mean, this is, this is an uh, awkward topic, I guess, or at least an uncomfortable topic as three white people talking. But what is, at least just for you or your office, what's the breakdown racially of the people that you of see? Yeah. Um, majority – let's see. Let me think about the off, our office. I'd say the majority of our clients um, have been African-American. I mean, overwhelmingly – there's a disproportionate number of black men on death row and charged with capital crimes. Staggeringly so. Staggeringly so when you compare it to the population. Dude. Um, Also, there's an extreme correlation if the victim is white. You're way more likely to Dude, die. I have that. Uh, we were. That's literally all right. So yeah. both of those points I want to get to because looking yeah. at the numbers, uh, when I first googled it in 2017, the total number of just just incarcerated people, not necessarily for what they did. I didn't break it down that way, but just the idea, the, the number of total incarcerated people in 2017 in America: 475,000 are black, 436,000 are white, and 336,000 are Hispanic. And at first glance, first glance. For, at yeah. first glance, 475 black, 436 whites. So like, oh, it seems that's equal. pretty even. So yeah. you realize there's, there's not like – there's 230 million white people and only 48 million black yeah, people in America. Right. Like that's yes. – like that that is yeah. – there's no other way to say it. That is fucked up. It's insane. Per 1,000 adults, 18 years and older, per 1,000, 15 black dudes out of every 1,000 have been in prison or are in prison. Hispanic is 8 out of 1,000 and white dudes are only 2 per yeah. thousand that is fucked the problem is is that people there, there's a lot of people apparently that think that black people just are more inherently willing to commit those crimes are going to commit those crimes. they've right? been taught that they yeah. that that agenda has been pushed i don't think anyone comes to that conclusion on their own I, I, I honestly don't. At least I'm hoping to give the human condition more credit than that. That no seven-year-old kid goes, you know, yeah. I think black people are just worse than white people. I fucking – I don't want to believe that. So oh, I yeah. think it's been yeah. pushed from the top right? down. I just, I just think that's been pushed from the t- – Yeah. <laughs> there it is. Hey, and we're back, everybody. We're back, everybody. Hold on, play some, play some lead-in music. There it is. That's what the people came here for. Just listen, five yeah. minutes hey, into the episode. Listening, listen to this awesome song. Drop it. That's. That's a really weak drop. I just got to point out, like, it's, it's no. really anticlimactic. Yeah, dude, it's like the worst drop ever. I can't, I can't believe you've never seen it or even heard it in law school. Like, I mean, probably not. Because people in law school aren't that dumb. Oh, that's not true. Well, not Joe, 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 Joe. Is Joe. that true? Yep. Oh. Yeah, there's dummies everywhere. 
Yeah, but I figured you'd have to be kind of smart to like get into law school. Joe, I mean, maybe you could get some grades and and take a test, but doesn't mean you're you're a moron. And I made bad grades in law school. It doesn't mean like I'm not smart, but I made horrible grades in law school. Oh, that was a real bone of contention for me is the amount of work that I put in as compared to that asshole. (laughs) And then we would get like the same grades. Oh, well, that's that's yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. The best, the best, the bar, the best oh. bar exam, oh, when, bar, uh, exam. <laughs> bar exam, uh, battlefield, I think no, Skyrim. 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 I love that. You know that Lauren. <laughs> oh, I, <laughs> but, I vividly remember this, but also battlefield battlefield came out yeah. too. Um, and I was playing a lot of that mostly during the day, mostly, mostly during, mostly all the time during the day. And Lauren was studying for the bar, and then the last like three weeks, I decided that I was I had to study for the bar exam. But then Lauren had done all the work, and so I just took all of her work that she had done and took all her outlines and memorized it. And uh, it wasn't really fair. Thanks for helping our boy, Lauren. Yeah, we, well, you know, we here's the thing: the way I saw it, we both lost if he failed. So. <laughs> but, well, when we moved to Texas, in particular, that that was. Texas. And I was like, I was moving with him and we had it was, moved together a year. It was Virginia too. Both of them. But let's just focus on Texas for a second because I was like, I swear to God, if I move to this state with you and you fail the bar, <laughs> fuck it all up, I'm going to be livid. <laughs> oh, I love it. Okay. So it's okay. So attempt to get back on track. Yeah. What you said, uh, I, 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 then my next point was coming up. Um, according to the United States general accounting office, uh, according, according to them regarding death penalty sentencing, they said, quote, in 82% of studies reviewed race of the victim was found to influence the likelihood of being charged with a capital murder or receiving the death penalty. Example, this is all continuing the quote. For example, those who murdered whites were found more likely to be sentenced to death than those who murdered blacks, end quote. That to me is incredibly telling. I mean, it's yeah. microcosmic of our system as there's, you know, clearly there's so many other systems, but like the idea it just since 1976, the race of victims, black, the people that killed black people that were then sent to death, 339. People that killed white people, that were sent to death, 1,668. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, who's the famous um, serial killer who killed a bunch of black prostitutes? Like, no one gave a shit about it. Uh, the LA the LA guy. Um, yeah. But they were uh, all black prostitutes. Fuck. Um, That's another thing. Uh, I, I do. Uh, I want to do an episode on the idea. The, the, the Grim Sleeper. The Grim Sleeper. The Grim Sleeper. Grims. We don't view prostitutes as humans. No, that's a whole other documentary. Oh, yeah, that's a whole. You know, documentary. No, dude. Oh dude, I watched. God. Dude, I can't. Could I watch that he with my kids? Watching Paw Patrol. Could I watch that with a four-year-old? I don't it think is, that's uh, yeah. I'm never watching seen... Paw Patrol. <laughs> the Grim Sleeper <laughs> is a very, very good thing to watch with children. But yeah, so okay, so it, I, I don't know anything about this guy. So I'm literally asking you in real time because I don't know anything about. He it was a dude that went around murdering black women and prostitute women at the same. They was always the same, and that's why we, we considered them less than human as a society, which is awful. But that's and that's why he was likely not you know put to death for it. At least not he first. killed a lot, a lot, staggering a lot of people, and and they don't even know that the number of victims. Like they don't even like. Oh man, dude! Do we, everyone watch the Grim Sleeper documentary. I don't want to spoil it for anyone, 
but it's insane. It's it, it'll blow your mind. And also, like it, it brings up a point that I wanted to bring up in like Lauren working in this field, and I did a little bit of criminal law, so like I was exposed to it. And like you hear about it was funny because when the the, the Black Lives Movement like started, um you would these like some of these like things would come up and Lauren and I would be like so, so our roommate would bring him up to us and he'd be like, oh my God, did you hear about this case where this guy, this black guy was shot in the back? And me and Laura were like, and what, what else, what else happened? Like, is there anything like crazy yeah. about the case or anything like that? Like that's par for the course. Yeah. Of time. Staggering. Like, and like stuff like that, like it just, it, especially with like minorities and the criminal justice system, like it, it, it's, it's, it's a, terrible thing that we need to correct and and thankfully we're like on the track to do it but it's like when you're exposed to the system that's it brought me back to ashley's questions about how like someone that's a regular person can like uh help all this is read about if literally just google really bad black murders (laughs) and then and then go through that or really bad police conduct against minorities and just read some of the cases well, the fact that and or dude, like a, oh, sorry. No, I was gonna say, or you know, um, another another little plug while we're on this topic that I want to mention that I think a lot of people, I mean, people know this but don't aren't confronted with it is the relationship between the crossroad of like the criminal justice system, specifically really serious offenses, and the seriously mentally ill, and that's a whole other like really tragic cesspool. Um, of a situation like the last person, the second last person executed in Virginia was seriously mentally ill. There's a really moving clemency video um, that was submitted on his behalf. He is, he's, he actually committed his crimes um, partially on Virginia tech's campus, but was not the Virginia tech, um, not, not the Virginia tech massacre, obviously because yeah. that, that gentleman killed himself, but um, he was another one the year prior. Anyway, um, that's like that's a whole, machete dude. Is that the machete no, dude? that's the third murder. <laughs> oh yeah. That's guy. the one that no one remembers. This is America people. Yeah. This yeah. Is the well, this is America. Murder. Use a gun. We're not going to remember if you right. Well, no, it's funny that I'm asking, is that the other guy that cut off? Yeah. The head Which murderer on that one? No, this is the first <laughs> murder. This is my sophomore year murder. But anyway, like this is a whole other issue, but, um, in talking about what people can do, just like things you can educate yourself on. That's a big one. And, there's been push a push like nationwide in different states to ban the death penalty for the seriously mentally ill, you know, um, because you can still execute people who are just like fucking crazy. I didn't see, and the, 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 at least for me, as obviously a layman coming into this category or this topic at all, like I've I found a lot of people that try to use the insanity plea that clearly weren't like Vance just, just crime and sports alone dudes that were like gold medal winners then tried to claim insanity. And it's like, well, fuck you dog. Like right. you, don't, you don't get to, but for ones that genuinely are, yeah. that seems insane that we would. Well, this guy, Google, Google William Morva and take a look at that man's picture. How do you spell Morva? Me that man William well. Morva. I mean, he's, he's no longer found alive. it. <laughs> Hungarian. I mean, look at his eyes. Oh, look at that man's eyes. Everything oh, about him. The bearded one. You get the bearded picture. Yeah, yeah. super scraggly. Oh. I mean, he is. He was like incredibly mentally ill. Like, and, yeah, and, you and can Joe, tell. That's also like Joe. That's also like a um, 
I guess it's like a urban legend or something that everyone claims the insanity defense. Yeah. It, it's never used. Is it not used near as much no, as just like the it's never, really hard to. It's never used. You gotta be really, I mean. You have really. to like not understand what reality is, basically. That's how I try to explain it to like laymen. Like you, you don't understand reality. You don't understand the morals and. Or right, right from wrong, like yeah. you know, basically is the most you're, simple. You're not the fact that I showed up and said I want to use the insanity plea means you're not using. You're it. not. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. No. If you uh, the fact that you know what you're didn't know. Yeah. No. Now, if you did, if you showed up and you thought you were an alien planet where everyone in the courtroom was an alien, mm-hmm. then maybe you yeah. could actually. If, if I showed up there. eating my shoelaces, going, "This isn't court. No, this no. this is planet whatever." That maybe. Yeah, maybe. but then you have to prove that they, you actually think that that. Well, yeah. like um. There was a case I was so, uh, briefly involved in where um, the the guy was getting command command hallucinations, and so he he was seriously schizophrenic, and he was believed that he was in a um, I want to say like a video game or something like that. Anyway, he was getting command hallucinations, and so like he had a an an called an NGRI. He had a not guilty by reason of insanity because it, it all looks at the time of the offense, right? So. You know, if you, that's a pretty good example, because if you believe that you're existing in a video game and you're getting a command to do something and it's not wrong because it's a command, well, you're you're pretty insane. So that's like a a, a real life example. Um, But it's like a real person. Like he actually did believe that people will use that, right? Right. right, Oh, it was a video game. But no, this, and if you like, I know the one you're talking about, and if you saw him or heard about the facts, then you'd be like, "Oh yeah, he was. He did not know he was in the Reality. planet Earth." Yeah. yeah, yeah. Interesting. Well, I, this is a terrible left turn. So anyone who is religious, I'm sorry. But speaking of not living in reality, do any of your clients believe in God oh, or list themselves question. as Catholic, Jewish, Muslim, etc.? I think um, all of them identify as being very religious. Get the fuck! No, none Barry? of them have. Wait, Mo- Barry? Ma- are you saying very or Mary? Very. They all they all say very religious. You would all say very religious. For- I would say, yeah, I would say most. I don't know. I don't can't think of one that isn't, you know, religious and considerably religious. You haven't had a single atheist. No. Mm-mm. Score one for Vince. No, I mean I have a lot. You are of not helping me here at all. I have a lot of conversations where I have to like. I mean, this isn't with like current clients, but you know, former clients or people we stay in touch with or whatever, um, where I have to like pretend I'm like go along with like a religious conversation and be like, yeah, yeah, sure, no, like you totally like pray for me, sure, you know, even though like I don't. That's not how it, that is not op- like that is not it has no place in my life. I just like roll with it and, you know. Well, that, that leads me perfectly uh, to the next section. Um, you're the first person on this podcast that has taken uh, Vance's side on the God topic. Although technically a few guests that we've had on uh, would have taken Vance's side, but we just didn't go into the God topic earlier on. I didn't, I didn't feel like bringing it up a lot. I don't know. It, I, we're, we're easing into this God thing. Cause it's, a t- it's a touchy Love topic. The God thing. It's almost like some people are, uh, it's you touchy, know, a little, but it's bold, you, you know, know? 
Uh, trying, uh, yeah. trying. So I mean, yeah. whatever. But point is, I, I'm glad someone is finally on Vance's side. Uh, it's certainly overdue. But well, so hold on, before, before we go into the God stuff, I want to, Lauren, if you allow me here, ask uh, probably the most personal question I've asked you so far. Our listeners, all two million of them, they know Vance as the kind of jokey, unprepared, funny guy with the, the sketches and the songs that aren't that good. But you know another side of him. You know the well-put-together, the, the motivated, successful Vance. So mm. if I may press you here, what is that version of Vance like? Mm. Oh, boy. Um, he's going to hate this. Yeah, and Vance, just, I sent you this question oh, in the script oh, that you didn't read, so oh, enjoy. Oh, off come the headphones. There <laughs> <laughs> are millions of listeners. He is so uncomfortable right now. Yeah. That's fantastic. Um, yeah, that's a totally fair question because I've been around you guys as a group enough to realize like you 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 do not see this side of Vance at all. Um, yeah. I mean, Vance is incredibly hardworking, like incredibly, incredibly. I'm watching his face right now. He's inc- he's, he's he, just as uncomfortable as he is hardworking. He hates, um, so much. He hates so this so much, but I'm enjoying this. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, I don't know. I think the best example I can give is that we, we went to the beach in July and this was the first by the way, it was socially distanced. We socially distanced, yes, yes. We were, of course, we were very never safe. six feet no, no, no. from anyone. No. Um, but this was the first real vacation Vance has taken, it, meaning he did not work on vacation. So, I don't even remember. He worked on our honeymoon. I mean, he oh, literally, yeah. he worked on our honeymoon. When I came um, out to visit y'all, he still went to work. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. So he's incredibly hardworking. And, you know, with, like, great costs comes great rewards. And he's got a thriving business and 600 clients and six employees, one of which is my mom. And, um, you know, I couldn't do what he does. And I don't know, I'm just, I probably don't tell Vance enough how proud I am of him, but I'm, yo boy. Well, I am. And I want all the listeners to know, but I am incredibly proud of Vance. And, um, yeah, so that's all I'll say because he wants to die right now. Yeah, but dude, but, you're the shit. I, I had the to other side of it is um, he can be very serious, which you guys probably don't see. And you know, well, when, only when Vance and I screamed at each other having a god argument one time enough so that the yeah. rest of our group and everybody else in the restaurant literally left, and it was just him and I on a patio screaming. And we looked around like, oh, we cleared oh, up yeah. the entire place. Also in Memphis, we were in the car where we you're ranting about God, and then we had to stop because I think people. Yeah, the rest of the kid, dude. Literally, that's that's a Vance and I theme. We when we get into it, get into it. Everybody else just leaves. But either way, Lauren, yeah. thank you because yeah. yeah, Vance is the fucking I, man. But I don't think that shows a lot. No, and I couldn't do. I could. I couldn't do what he does. I couldn't, and nor would I want to, frankly. But um, <laughs> I love he works, it. Vance he hates it. All right, way too much. Yeah. No, <laughs> it's it's it's. Absurd. I don't want to work that okay, much. Okay, so moving forward. Yeah, Lauren, if you don't mind going down this uh, this avenue, do you believe in God? No. Were you raised at all to believe in any form of anything? No. Well, no. Um, I mean, I was baptized or christened, one or oh. the other. Um, Early age christened, but okay. Yeah, yeah, really, really young. I like did Godfather not, style, where you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did not grow up really going to church. Um, we'd go like occasionally with my grandparents. Um, but no, it just like, wasn't a part of my life at all. Um, it wasn't a part of my friends' lives, you know, I always remember, okay. So when we lived in Texas, 
I had a coworker and we had a conversation about church and somehow it came up and she said, Oh, you know, that she grew up in Ab- Abilene. Is that a, is that a place? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And she's talking about going to church and how she yeah. wanted to go to this specific church. Cause that's where all her friends were. And I was like, Oh, I didn't go to church. She's like, well, what did you do on Sunday? And I was like, Oh, I hung out with my friends. Like, cause no one went to church. Like I had to do like cool shit with my friends. Yeah. Um, but oh, I I also, to be fair, I was exposed to what I perceive as the hypocrisy of religion at a very young age with an impactful relationship. And it's like, I have a trash brain and I remember nothing, but I remember it very, very vividly. And I think that was really shaped my, my beliefs or lack thereof. You don't have to give details. I would love them, but you don't, don't feel any pressure. Oh. Just, just how old were you? Oh no, I don't care. Um, I was 12 and it was actually with my dad and he would, he, there was a brief period where he made us go to church and my dad, like you, I mean, I'm not shy about this. I haven't spoken to my dad in almost nine years, except very briefly trying to like reconnect with him. He is not, there's a reason for that. He is not a good person. Um, but he used religion to, he'd go to church to satisfy his ego. He'd surround himself with people that would say, oh, we just love him. We just love him. We just love him. And so I was maybe 12 or 13. And I just so vividly remember that and meeting his like church lady friends, but, oh, we love your father. And I'm thinking this son of a bitch. Uh, (laughs) uh, He's a a fucking asshole, but that's the image he portrayed. And it's like, not those, it's not the the women's fault. It's not anyone there. It's no, not their fault. It's he his. acted it up. He did, still. but he used it in a way that like, I don't know. I never, it never sat well with me. Um, and but I will, I will say Lauren that you do believe in the, when we've talked about it, like you do believe in some sort of way that we're going to be together after this. You've talked about that. Oh, that's perfect. That's my next question. Is there any form of an afterlife? Be it reincarnation like a, like a or spirit dust. Yeah, or like a spirit plane. Even w- will you see Diggy again? Like oh, anything. Man. Any sure hope so. Hope Diggy's so. our dog, like, by the way. Yeah, oh, yeah, for for yeah. But okay, like, is there at least a chance that there's anything? Define it however the hell you want. I don't care. It doesn't that's not the point. Is there any small chance that somehow you and Vance will see each other again? Or you and you know what I mean? Anything. I mean, I don't remember having that conversation with you, Vance. So was, this is how it went. So was this so, recent? Because I feel like I've no, changed my mind on that. No, no, no. But convince so, me. Uh, that sounds nice. Yeah, no, because you're the one that made me like it, the only the only like any way I'll, I'll entertain anything like remotely close to God is that somehow the universe will somehow like make us come together in some way because we came together and we met each other and like somehow we'll still be together after it right through some sort of universal cosmic like gravity like some sort of physics yeah, some thing, right? of any kind well it's like we were in some sort of scientific thing we don't know about now and you talked about that and that's what I was like, okay, yeah, yeah. That's the only way I, I would entertain any way that God would exist besides the one thing that we talked about, which if that happens, and we can't say it on the podcast, but if it happens, 
then I would believe that that is actually true, that the universe yeah. does control some sort of, there's some sort of cosmic force. Speaking of trash brain, I can't remember what you're talking about, but well, um, that is yeah, hilarious. he'll call me later. I love that I know because Vance and I texted about it. Yeah, anyway, so, so yeah, Lauren, if you were pressed to put even a 1% chance that maybe something is next or just is yeah. death finite, let's just ask it that way. Is death the end for you, the person, the soul, whatever it is that makes Lauren, Lauren, is death the end? Ugh, I mean, my knee jerk is like, yeah, you die, you die. Um, but have you Which seen, is the, fair, by have the, you by, seen like, the good place? Uh, yeah, the first season at least. Okay, so you haven't seen the end. Um, well, for for all the listeners who have seen the Don't finale, spoil it. I'm not going to. I would never. All the all, listeners all seen two the of our listeners that have made it an hour deep. Yeah, uh, of the yeah, good yeah, place. Zero, um, zero. The end of the very end of the good place. I could see that scenario but i mean you know i don't know i guess my answer is that how, how can i say 100 percent? you know how can i be certain that there's not do i think that there's an afterlife where i'm walking around hanging out with vance diggy and jazz yeah and, looking no. like you say no. yeah I, that i find to be far-fetched right absolutely two arms um, two legs exactly you know, etc is there some sort of like you know cosmic dust thing where we're all in the same area of the universe together maybe um but you know, whether there's like conscious, any sort of consciousness where I know I'm with Vance, that I don't think. No. Interesting. I wish that it sounds really nice. But then the flip side is like, do I really care? Because once I'm dead, I'm dead. So my hmm. conscious self wishes that, but then once I'm dead, like it doesn't matter. You're better about that than I am. Like Lauren's better about if I'm dead, I'm dead. Like, I won't know, but I'm more scared of it. Like I'm more like, fuck dude. I don't, I, I, I kind of like, I think it's because you know what it is to have previously believed, like believed in that. Yeah, and I, probably. I've never, you know, um, I can't in. ever remember. So <laughs> yeah. I've always just been like, well, when you're dead, you're dead. <laughs> yeah. It, it was nice. Like at a period of my life when I believed that it wasn't all just ending. And now I'm at the stark reality that it is. In your opinion, do you think that's why humans invented the concept of religion? Not I, I did, for anybody listening that is, is that the, but is that the main reason? Because honestly, if we're going to go there, I think religion was invented to control people, Joe, not to give people hope. Joe, Joe, if you had no formal education whatsoever, and you Which saw, I don't. And, and, yes, we all know that, and you saw a lightning strike, would you be like, you know what? I think that's actually a positive and a negative. Um, correlation between the ground and the sky or what you think it's god well maybe something else god was there. angry at that piece yeah. of land mm -hmm. god destroyed that tree that's, like, that's that's where religion comes from so okay um, that's that's actually interesting so you think god was maybe used as a just as a tool to answer questions just like what well, was it i don't know it's god so it, move along. i think control is a big part I, of it i think it was i genuinely think religion was the original police force be, be it incorrect or correct i'm yeah, not saying if, anybody's if right or wrong i'm just saying that of, was the point yeah you're taking a set of rules and you're telling people what to believe that's inherently controlling absolutely yeah, I, I definitely think we need e on this call Oh, I'd love it. E is moving his brother right now, so he's not going to be able to help us. But yeah, like I, I really do think, I, I think that's, in my opinion, and George Carlin said the best thing to ever come out of religion was the music, and maybe he was right, but I think society as a whole, I think we stopped killing each other because people were scared that death wasn't the end. And that was kind of the purpose of religion, was telling them like, hey, what you do here matters. And even if you don't get caught, quote unquote, you're going to go to hell. Well, that's so why I think that so, actually calmed people down. So interesting that going, you know, circling back to having, you know, 
people that can do horrible things that are very religious. I mean, that's one of the reasons to me it's so interesting. It's you know, I'm sure if you were to run stats on like how many people that are serving life sentences or just serving sentences on murder believe in identify as being religious, it's probably overwhelmingly high. I couldn't find a single single reputable source, which maybe you guys have, and you probably do have access to better statistics or whatever, but as far as just the Google machines could find, it's everybody. It's it's literally everybody. Like it, it, I don't know what that is or why. And maybe it's because once you're in prison, if you have a life sentence, you have no hope. So maybe you do find God after that. I don't know the percentages of before and after. I don't know any of it, but it seems to be like everything. So with that said, what about aliens, Lauren? Do you, do you think there could be aliens? Oh, yeah, for sure. Really? Yeah. I mean, not so like a little I, gobbly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just, just of any kind. I just think it's hard to believe that there isn't something. It's, it's, does it make sense that there wouldn't be something in my mind? In I mean, the universe infinite. is yeah. is infinite. I mean, it's like I I can't imagine that there's not something out there. How about karma? Do you think oh, that's real? Karma. Hmm. Well, I it's so so Lauren. So Lauren has like wait. I'm gonna chime in here and ahead. answer for Lauren because this is our relationship. Every time I, you've answered for Lauren, she oh, wait, has said I don't wait, remember wait, saying that. Wait, wait, wait. So so <laughs> Lauren's best quote about me is if someone asked Lauren about her period, I would answer first. <laughs> You'd be the That's first so one. I, I love would it. jump in there. Let me like, tell you about oh, our heavy flow days. He oh, would yeah. get in there and he'd be wrong too. That's the best part is he'd be wrong. <laughs> it seems over three so far. Completely wrong. wrong but I, I will say uh, uh, on this topic that like Lauren has the worst luck in terms of like little things. Like little, little like inconveniences. Like Lauren will get so unlucky. Like so unlucky. Like if something is like, if she buys a car, something's going to be fucked up with that car. Something's going to go wrong with that car if she bought it. Like the day she drives off the lot, it's going to have like a flat tire yeah, or like something wrong with the engine. But it's not going to be that bad. Like she's going to be able to fix it. Like I've been pooped on by a lot of birds. Yeah. Like a weird, like, like a yeah. weird number of yeah. birds. So like little, but like grand scheme karma things, she's good luck. But I have the best luck in the world. I... I had the best luck. No one has better I luck than I. I do. I think I'm, I'm incredibly lucky. Yeah, me too, man. Me yeah, too. That's why we're gonna gamble. Yeah, that's it, dude. But Lauren, the first time I ever. That's why Sam is so good. That's why your yeah. brother's so no, good. No, I take it back. Sam's the luckiest man in the world. Sam, I literally so watched what? this one time when I was 18 years old. We were in an airport in Florida. I bought a uh, scratch-off ticket for Sam. Bought one for me, one for him. Sam won. Took it back, exchanged it for two more. I lost, he won. Took it back, exchanged it for two more. My parents and my brother can all attest to this. All four of us watched Sam win seven scratch-off tickets in a row. Just back to back to back to back to back. That's the best luck. Now, Lauren, the first time I ever hung out with you, do you remember we were going down to the horse track in San Antonio? Oh, yeah. Do you remember we stopped to get gas and somebody backed up into your car? (laughs) Like, that's that's the kind of shit. My little car. My little car. At a gas station. At a gas station where everyone's going two miles that an hour already. The perfect. Do you know that that is the second time I've been hit like that again? Like someone going that slow, who just slowly backed it. Yeah, no, that's like what I'm talking about. So it's those little inconveniences. And she married me. So I've now like kind of offset that, right? I mean, she should have married your brother because then she would have been like rolling in it. Because oh, yeah. Sam, Super Sam's lucky. Well, yeah. he's, he's doing uh, all right for himself. But. But like she does have these like very unlucky, but like her grand scheme of things, she, she's not that unlucky. But uh, I just want to bring that up because 
I, like I do it. believe that karma is involved in her life, and she just <laughs> over that since we're little inconvenient things are going to happen to her the rest of her life, and it's it's going to suck. I've got uh, basically got three questions left. Uh, they're they're each for both of you. Um, this first one's kind of weird, so just kind of just just go with me here. If you could, uh, actually, I'm going to use the, the Men in Black erasey thingy. You know what I mean? Like, if in theory you could do that to everyone in the world overnight, tomorrow we all wake up, nothing really changes. All the churches physically are still there, but the idea of religion has been erased from everyone's mind. No one knows what Christianity or Judaism or no one knows anything about any of it, period. Would you choose to do that if you could? Hell no. No. No, man. Religion's dying. Like it's a, it's dying. It, it, it's like more people are, are not believing. No, I don't want to start the whole thing over because then we start so the whole thing that over. That was going to be my answer. To Hell no. Like yes, but no, because without the knowledge of religion – People just do it all over again, you know. So yeah, I think we have to like ride it out. Well, and I know we're, like not everyone. Vance and I, yeah, Vance I just love you feel, both have the same thought. Instant, you both you could see it on your faces. You both have the same idea. That's crazy. Yeah, because you know if you can't remember the atrocity, then how are you not going to do it again? From our perspective, <laughs> dude. My next, the follow up to that was if, if you would or wouldn't, would you argue that doing so would decrease large scale atrocities? Like if if everybody woke up tomorrow forgetting completely about everything every religion has ever done, do you think that would calm people out, or do you think it would we would just just do them all again? Oh, they'd see a lightning strike, and they a person in Alabama would see a lightning strike and be like, <laughs> "Oh my god! Oh whoa! I just missed something!" Wow. Let's play football. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. Interesting. Okay, so then if you if there was a way to know right now for sure that whatever it is you believe about the afterlife is if you were right or wrong, if there was a way to know for sure that God exists and heaven exists or it does not exist, I don't know, whatever. But if there was a way to know, if there was a door you could open that would give you the answer, would you open that door? Yeah. Hell really? Yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, yeah. I think it'd be nice like if I could separate the reality of my mind being religious would be nice, you know, like, um, j just like having something to, you know, to believe in and to put your faith and all that into something. I mean, the idea sounds comforting. Um, so if I found out it was real, I'd be like, all right, cool. Well, now I know it's real and I'm not going to deny it if I know unequivocally it's real. Yeah. Um, would you, and I don't have this written down. Do you, it, it, this is such a weird question. Would you want it to be? Mm. Not now. I don't want it to be because, like, it kind of it like. Oh man, this sounds really bad. But like, when I think about when I watch like people on The Bachelor just going on and on about God, it just sounds so stupid to me. And it sounds like like you live your whole life like based on this 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 man in the sky. And even if this man in the sky were real, like that is not a good reason to me for me to live my life, right? For me to make my decisions based on this man or woman, whatever. Um no, God's so, a man. Big old God's man. definitely a man. Big old big, big old man. But uh yeah, nah. Nah, I don't I don't want to interesting. I, I don't right. want I don't want to read the stories. I don't want to it'd be a lot of work. It'd be a lot it'd be of work. A lot of work. Fuck no I gotta like go back and like yeah. Re like reread Jesus. And like, I know I'm a good person. Like I don't need that to, you know. I would I, do it though. I would do it. I'd do yeah, it. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure I would, I guess I would do it, but. 
Yeah, we thought But I'd probably be pretty half-hearted about it. Yeah. I think if we do, if that door exists, we'd open it and whatever, if there is a God, whatever God is, if you open that door, he's just laughing at us. He's going, all y'all motherfuckers are wrong. All right. Last question. And most importantly of the entire night, uh, in my opinion, if reincarnation does exist, what animal would you want to come back as and why? Oh, man. Um Let's see. I guess I would come back specifically as Diggy. <laughs> because God, why? I mean, I don't know. He's really smart. We treat him really well. Um He's he lived tortured. In- but you would rather be Diggy than say a lion or like an eagle? Well, okay. All right. I guess I'm thinking too small right now. Um hmm. what do I wanna be? Well, maybe. I guess a lion would be kind of cool. But I don't want to get poached, so I'd have to be like a lioness. Ooh, that's fair. And maybe I guess you, you could pick potentially where and even the time frame, like in a time pre- Right, 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 you know, right. Like, like pre-poaching. pre-poaching. Because yeah. um, I don't want that to happen. That would suck. Yeah, it suck. It's, it's, dude, how shitty is that that I asked you such an open-ended question and we both were like, well, as long as humans aren't around. Right. Humans fuck this equation up right hard. Oh man, then maybe I would just be a dinosaur and go would, way back. Ooh, I'd be a pterodactyl. Like a pterodactyl. That's a yeah, yeah, or dude, a raptor. Sounds... Like something I would, really cool. No, y'all are idiots, man. I would be an immortal jellyfish. Immortal jellyfish. <laughs> if, that's if, stupid. From what from what that's I know, so terrible. from what I know, immortal jellyfish for, for I think they live like three hundred years or something. Yeah, I'd be fucking chilling down Doing there. Nothing though. Doing nothing. Oh, this is better than now. We're not doing anything. It's COVID. We're not doing anything. Right? I'm chilling. But you just have this tiny little blobby pea brain. Like if I'm gonna be You're pretty like, big, I think. If I'm gonna be, sure. I don't know. Um, I just don't know how long they live. Let me Google. Yeah, this. pterodactyl or like something, a velociraptor, like an intelligent dinosaur. Mm. I'm gonna have a way cooler life than you. That's, yeah, like yeah, you, you get 300 years of seeing the same rock in the ocean. Like there's nothing right, and change. Blobbing along. Yeah. However, yeah. immortal jellyfish can live forever. So. So. That'd be awesome. I'm just chilling in the deep ocean. Have you ever seen the deep ocean? Because I will. I'm gonna live for my whole life down there. Well, well I just got. I just gotta go say. To prehistoric. Hey, talk, talk about heaven and God. Immortal jellyfish. That is that. Maybe they, maybe they are God. They're the only thing immortal. Yeah. Well, I gotta say, you're both wrong. You need to open your eyes to the falcon, and that's how I'm gonna end this show, guys, with a with a terribly old inside joke that only Vance and three other people in the world get. If any of you have made it this far, uh, thank you for listening, Lauren. Thank you for coming on and letting us just kind of like throw shit your way. And thank you for letting Vance answer for you. I really. Oh appreciate well, it. that's that's my day to day life. Yep. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Seriously, if anybody made it this long, uh, y'all are awesome, all 15 of you. Thanks. See you next time.